0: Friday, December 21st, 2018, you are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from the Mile High City here in Denver, Colorado. You know, if you are tired of the same old sports talk, the arguments, the callers yelling into their phones, hang out here for a while. I think you are going to like the Daily Dose a lot better. We talk sports with a dose of common sense. We'd rather just laugh at a lot of the sports world. A lot of it is actually pretty funny. We are happy to have you here with us today. Happy Friday to you. We have made it to another Friday. You know, I hope your week has gone well. I hope your week has gone better than those quarterbacks that got left out of the Pro Bowl in favor of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Geez, that was rough. Not sure either one of those guys belong there. I hope your week has gone a little bit better than that. Hey, if you'd like to contact us, maybe let us know how your week has gone. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, DailyDoseSports at gmail.com. Or go find us over on Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at Daily Dose Sports. Doesn't have to be Pro Bowl related. Maybe you've got a question. Maybe you've got a comment. Maybe you have a suggestion for the show. Bring it. Let's hear what you have to say. We love to hear from our listeners. Because the best thing about doing the Daily Dose, we have very smart listeners. I actually want to hear what it is you have to say. Also, be sure you stop by tpublic.com where you can find the latest and greatest Daily Dose gear over there. We've got t-shirts hoodies, coffee mugs, laptop covers, cell phone covers, number of different daily dose items over at tpublic.com. They are very reasonably priced. I have already heard from a number of listeners that have ordered and received some gear from tpublic.com. They say it's very, very good. And if you hurry, you can get over there and get it ordered. Like you're gonna have to jump on it, but you can still get it in time for Christmas. If you order the correct shipping selection So make sure you stop by tpublic.com. Today on the show, as we've been doing all week, we have a flashback episode for you as we look back at a podcast from back in February of 2015. Now, on the show today, we discuss the NBA All-Star Weekend that had just taken place. We actually talk about the Oscar Awards and look at some of the sports movies that have been nominated for Oscars. You might not be aware of that. There are some sports movies out there that were nominated and some that even won Oscars talk about those and we are looking at the nfl combine and discussing a few new events that were going to be instituted into the nfl combine got a number of things for you today on the daily dose i hope you enjoy this throwback edition of the daily dose sports podcast wednesday february eighteenth, two 2015 you are listening to the daily dose sports podcast and i am your host Clint Daily Sports writer, coming to you from Denver, Colorado. Got a nice sunny day here in Denver. It's a little bit cool out. Really, really pretty day. Blue skies everywhere. Uh, had some snow earlier this weekend but we've got a nice day today hey you know we release a new podcast every wednesday you can listen to it you can download it you can share it with the sports fans uh that you know that are going to want to listen to it um you can subscribe to it a couple different places you can subscribe to it on itunes you can download it you can listen to it at podomatic you can go to the podcast you can find it there uh, as well if you uh you know if you haven't listened before if you're just checking it out uh you know we're going to give you a little bit different outlook on sports stories we're going to be uh, really really heavy on sports going to be probably pretty heavy on sarcasm but we're going to be really heavy on sports uh today we've got a lot of things to get to we're going to recap the NBA All-Star weekend a lot of things to get to on that we're going to talk a little bit about the NFL combine today got some major league baseball that we're going to talk got to talk a little bit about the the Academy Awards the Oscar awards are coming up on Sunday night we're going to talk a little bit about those and as usual we're going to bring you a very popular segment, the Daily Dose Top Five. You don't want to miss that today. How was your Valentine's Day? How was the Valentine's Day? We talked about this last week. Valentine's Day on Saturday wasn't it kind of nice that it was on the weekend? Didn't it kind of seem like it helped a little bit? If it was on the weekend because there's nothing worse than when you're sitting at the office and uh, you know the skank down the hall keeps getting like fifty thousand different valentines right in front of you, or you know the 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 guy. Uh, you know, down uh, two cubes down, he's sending his girl, all kinds of stuff and making you look bad. Kind of nice that it was on the weekend and we didn't have to deal with that. You know, just so you guys know, I actually ended up getting sick over the weekend on Valentine's weekend. Uh, that's why you might hear a little more bass in the voice today than you normally do. Uh, it's, it's not the, uh, it's not the tuning. It's not any auto tune. I, uh, I was losing my voice, uh, this weekend. It's tough. You're you're sick over Valentine's weekend. Fortunately for me, uh, Mrs. Dose is used to disappointment, so it really wasn't a big thing. So yes, I'm playing a little bit hurt today. I'm I'm playing a little bit hurt, but you know how I power through it. I'm not afraid. Uh if I'm if I'm playing for Belichick, I'm probably questionable. Maybe doubtful. I might be doubtful, but you know I'm good. I'm good. I I, I power through these things. I, I'm not afraid. Uh, got a lot of breaking news coming out today. It's funny because you know sometimes we get past the NFL and we get past Super Bowl, and and, and but man, a lot of things coming out today. Uh, story coming out today. First off, Chicago Bears coach John Fox, um, you know he's kind of getting these opportunities to give Jay Cutler that vote of confidence and say he's our guy and. and John Fox today uh just kind of said, well, you know, we've got to get some more information. We're still looking at all options uh and, and we're we're not really sure exactly what we're going to do with the quarterback. So Jan- John Fox is not exactly endorsing Jay Cutler just yet out in Chicago. Uh the New York Knicks have announced uh that they are going to shut down Carmelo Anthony for the rest of the season um and he's going to undergo surgery on that left knee that has been giving him a hard time. We're going to talk a little bit more. Um, about Carmelo and what the Knicks are doing. Uh, there was a story that came out yesterday on Outside the Lines that was a story that wasn't really a story. Uh, you know, apparently they. We had the whole, you know, New England Patriots deflate gate kind of thing they had you know it deflated these footballs and and the NFL is still investigating. I have some suspicions on what's going on here. But uh, there was a story that wasn't really a story that came out yesterday that basically said there was this one team official, I guess, uh locker room attendant, I don't know what you call him, that tried to introduce a unapproved football into the championship game. Don't you just kind of get the feeling do this whole thing, one that the NFL is going to kind of downplay whatever it really was. We've already seen what they did with the, uh, you know, the Spygate tapes. They destroyed them. Uh, but they're not going to let this get out too big where it's a, it's a huge thing because I can't have my Super Bowl champion found guilty of deflating. I, that doesn't work for me. So, of course, it was this rogue, you know, bizarre attendant that was coming out sneaking his ball. I don't think we're going to get much more on this. Did they deflate footballs? I don't really have too many questions. I think they absolutely did. Uh, Did it give them a huge advantage? Probably not. But they did it for some reason, or you wouldn't waste your time doing it. Uh, But this was kind of a a story that wasn't really a story. If you think we're going to get much more than that out of this, uh, you're probably going to be disappointed, because I don't think the NFL is going to let much out. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald is not going to be leaving Arizona. Apparently, he is going to receive $22 million in guaranteed money. And uh, he has re-signed with the Arizona Cardinals. So Larry Fitzgerald is going to take a two-year deal and stay in Arizona. And uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are getting close to uh, a buyout with uh, Larry Sanders that would let them, uh, you know, kind of part ways with Sanders. Sanders has, uh, you know, almost half of his $33 million contract left um, on that deal. And they want to buy him out and, and move him and get rid of him. You know, Milwaukee... Bizarrely, strangely, can't believe we're saying this is not that bad. I mean, they're they're right in the in the thick of the playoff race in the East, sitting at thirty and twenty three. I it's it's really really weird. Who who would have thought that the Milwaukee Bucks would would be doing anything like this? But the Bucks are are right there. They're in the playoff race. They'd be sitting at a six seed in the East. I know it's the East. It doesn't really count. Uh, but the the amazing part about this. As odd as that is, they're doing it without what might be their best player with Jabari Parker out for the season. You know, we might have to talk a little bit more about about Milwaukee. Let's uh, oh, one more thing. One more thing. We got to get to this. Uh, The Daytona 500 is on Sunday. I wouldn't want you to forget that. Don't forget that. I know. I know we have some auto racing fans out there. If you're out there, uh, Daytona 500 going to be on Sunday. If you like to watch some cars, you know, cruise around in circles, you better get on that. One quick way to do this, and I'm, a, I'm about efficiency. I'm about speed. If you don't feel like watching the entire thing, if you don't feel like watching it from beginning to end, because w- between the, the pre-race and the, the introductions and then the race and then the fireworks and then the concert and then the uh, carnival and the, they have a lot of stuff going on. If you don't feel like sitting there for the full seven hours, handful of Skittles, throw them in the toilet, flush it, pick one to win, same, same. Uh, let's jump into, uh, the stuff we've got going this week. We've got the NBA All-Star Weekend. Did you watch any of the NBA All-Star Weekend coming uh out of New York City? Uh They kind of wanted... I felt like New York, like maybe the Knicks even, were kind of trying to showcase, here's what we have. Here's what we have to offer. If you're thinking about signing as a free agent next year when we have some money, take a look at what we have to offer. And they actually juggled the events back and forth between Madison Square Garden and and Barclays Center. Um you know it's kind of different i heard i heard for one thing it was freezing cold back there which never helps uh, you know it's going to be cold in new york that's just how things are but uh, i heard it was kind of tough logistically to shuffle those back and forth i don't know why they wanted to do that but they did skills cal- challenge uh, patrick beverly wins I don't know who can throw a bounce pass into a hole or something. 3 point contest was actually pretty good and I told you I thought it was going to be good. Uh initial rounds you saw a a display of really good shooting. West Matthews shot it well. Uh JJ Redick shot it pretty well. James Harden did not. Uh Kyrie Irving shot it really well. Steph Curry was great. Klay Thompson was very good early. Kyle Korver looked good. Marco Bellinelli was okay. Um and then Curry ends up beating beating Thompson. It was a an entertaining contest though. And Steph Curry looked like um, he looked like the guy that cared about winning. He said he was going to be in that contest until he won it and he won it. Um, he looked like he cared and as a result, he won the dunk contest though. The dunk contest, a uh, uh, couple, couple issues with it. Couple issues with it. Uh, first off, the average fan didn't know a single player in it. Mason Plumley, um, Victor Oladipo, Zach Levine and, and, uh, uh, Giannis Anatacumpo. And it's a compo. I think that's, I think that's Greek for can't get a dunk down. Um, you know, the, the problems that we had with the format in the past where they made it teams and then you had all this time and you had 50 dunks. I like that they kind of cleaned it up. You had three dunks and if you didn't get it down in three dunks, then, then you were done. That was it. Here's a couple of the problems that I, that I did have with it. Uh, first off, I have a little bit. Of problem with the announcers. We had Kenny Smith and Reggie Miller on there trying to convince me that these dunks are a lot better than they are. You're not going to convince me that Oladipo turning himself halfway around before he ever gets to the basket just did this 360 dunk. It wasn't. I mean, he was turned the wrong way by the time he got to the basket. You're not going to convince me that we just saw the greatest dunk since Vince Carter when Zach Levine gets it down. I guess you can try. I guess you, that's your job is to try to hype it up, but eh, it was okay. Um, here's the, here's the other problem that I had though is why if you miss all three of your dunks and you don't get a single dunk, so you can, you rate it, you, you, you rank them one to 10, you get a score one through 10. But the lowest score you can get is a 30. So why do we have numbers one through five? If the lowest you can get. I mean, shouldn't we just, shouldn't we just change the number scale? Okay. You can only give them, if you have six judges, we can only give them, you a five through 10. Okay. Well, let's eliminate one through four then because we don't need those numbers on the sheets. Cause no one's, I saw Mason Plumley go out and, and try a couple of dunks and I was convinced he should have got a two or a three. Nobody gave him a two or three. He still got sixes all the way around. So I'm having a hard time understanding the scoring. And you know what the problem is with the dunk contest and 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 i don't want to be that guy of of hey back in my day the dunk contest was so much better granted it was the problem is we don't have very good players in it and they're not very creative when they do get in it uh you you have like two dunks that's all we have anymore a, a teammate goes out and lobs it up for you or else you go up and try to go through your legs behind your back those are the only two dunks that we really see anymore um the problem that we have honestly with the dunk contest Is every single night when you go to the arena, we see the mascot in like the gorilla suit do a better dunk than you just did. I know it's off of a trampoline, but it's off of a trampoline through his legs. He does a flip and goes through a hoop of fire and then dunks it. That's better than anything Zach Levine's going to do. And so some of it is the fact that we're jaded uh, to the whole process because we look at it and say, dude, I just saw a guy in like a cougar suit do better than this. Um, and I heard Julius Irving mention that and say, you know, we see the mascots do so much, so much crazy dunks that... Uh, it kind of makes us a a little bit jaded to all this. Um, speaking of Doc, and I don't know if you watched the dunk, the dunk contest. If you didn't, uh, they have the judges and and it's these former players, you know, Bernard King and all these former players. The last judge is, is Julius Irving, is Doc. Dr. J is, is the very last judge. I grew up as a young kid. We had ABA here in, in Denver early on. And and, and of course, uh, you know, as a Denver guy, I'm I'm a Denver guy. I cheer for the Nuggets. That's my team. I know they're horrible. That's just how it is. But in like the, the late 70s, early 80s, Dr. J was the biggest thing in the world and like the coolest dude on the planet. And I started watching those 76ers teams because of Doc. Doc was the coolest guy. Uh, and you had those great teams, Maurice Cheeks, Andrew Toney, uh, Moses Malone, Bobby Jones. You had those amazing 76ers teams. So don't get me wrong. I am a huge Dr. J fan. Did you see his judging on the dunk contest? I don't know if he was drunk. I don't know if he was just looking at these, at these guys going, you're not as good as me. I, I couldn't figure out like none of his, none of the cards he held up made any sense. There would be a guy that would go up and look horrible, and he's flashing nines. And then there would be a guy up that you're like, oh, well, yeah, I guess that was actually pretty good. And he'd give him like a seven. I couldn't figure out what Doc was doing. Doc, I love you. What? I, I don't know what was going on. Uh, the game itself, the actual All-Star game itself on Sunday, And and don't get me wrong. The game itself is the worst part of All-Star Weekend. The, the best part of NBA All-Star Weekend is is Saturday. Sunday is kind of the big letdown because the game itself is always horrible. And this year was no different. Uh, terrible as usual. Um, it, it actually got lower ratings than Saturday Night Live's 40-year anniversary, which we probably should talk about at least a little bit. You know, the best part in the 40-year anniversary, and, and I was kind of doing the flip back and forth thing, but the best part in the 40-year anniversary is they were actually showing uh, you know, kind of a little highlight reel of SNL, uh, contributors who are no longer with us. And they actually show John Lovitz, who is still with us as one. And that, that was good. Uh, the, the weird part to me about the whole SNL thing is you bring out Eddie Murphy. You have this huge buildup. Chris Rock does this huge talk about Eddie Murphy changed the game. And here, here he is. And Eddie kind of went up and just said, thank you. Good night. And <laughs> walked off. We didn't get anything from Eddie. Come on, Ed, give us something. Uh, he's probably the biggest uh, game changer in the history of that show. And he wait, walked up there and just said, thank you and left. Uh, can you give me some James Brown? Can you give me some buckwheat? Can you give me something? Give me something. Come on, Ed, you're better than that. I understand why SNL got better ratings uh, than, than the all-star game. Cause the all-star game is not good. Uh, granted, all-Star game defense is actually funnier to watch than SNL. Uh but the the West beat the East 163 to 158. Russell Westbrook gets the MVP, had 41 points. Uh I think it was the second highest point total by a single player uh, in a game. Did it on 28 shots though. Did it on 28 shots. You put up 28 shots in an All-Star game. Kobe thinks you might have shot too much, just uh, maybe pass off just a little bit. And speaking of Carmelo, Carmelo in the All-Star game, you had this feeling like the All-Stars and and the teammates were like, okay, let's get Melo going. It's his building. We're at Madison Square Garden. He's had the tough year. It sounds like he's going to shut it down as soon as this game's over. Let's get him going. He puts up 20 shots of his own. The problem is he only hits six of them. It finishes with 14 points. Wasn't it just completely fitting? for the Knicks I mean wasn't that exactly how this season should go you try to do everything for the Knicks and, and Melo just can't hit anything Um, and now you know they're gonna shut him down here's my question how can we tell if they shut him down is it really gonna be that different I mean 6 of 20 eh, I can't really tell if you're you're shut down or not it almost seems like you've been shut down since the season started doesn't seem like you've done too much one bit of news is the Knicks did manage to get that buyout of Amari Stoudemire, uh, which will free up some money for them in the future. And then Amari went and signed with Dallas. You know, Dallas has a lot of pieces they're trying to put together here. This is either going to work and they're going to get really good um, about playoff time, or this is going to be a huge disaster and everybody's going to end up uh, splitting and going their separate ways when this is all done. Uh, let's jump to college basketball. I want to talk just a little bit of college basketball. Uh, there is some talk of changing the college basketball shot clock from 35 seconds in men's college basketball because you have these long possessions, you have the low scores, you have the coaches that are micromanaging every single possession, and you'll see it. You'll see some of these teams where they come down, they run a set. They don't get the look they want. Coach, pull it back out. Let's run another set. Run this set. Don't get the look we want. Nope, pull it out. Run another set. Okay, 35 seconds. All right, let's run this set. And we finally take a shot. Shots are way, way, way down. Uh, uh And you're you're seeing a lot of these teams really struggle offensively. And I think they're going to look at changing the shot clock. But here's just something to think about. Uh, college basketball. College men's basketball. 35-second shot clock. Okay, 35 seconds. The NBA is at 24 seconds. The WNBA is at 24 seconds. Canadian universities are at 24 seconds. FIBA is at 24 seconds. College women's basketball is at 30 seconds. Water polo is at 30 seconds. Are you kidding me? And we have men's college hoops at thirty five seconds? This needs to drop down to a minimum of thirty, maybe twenty-eight. How has it taken this long to move? Uh we the shot clock needs to change, and it needs to change sooner rather than later. Water polo is less. You have to swim the length of the court. I don't understand. And I don't know how they get those horses in the pool. Uh Kentucky wins again last night to go to twenty six and oh. Hey, Kentucky should win the whole thing. Let's be let's be real clear. Kentucky is the is the favorite to win it all, not even close. Shouldn't be really that competitive. They're so long. Uh, they've got so much length, they have so much height. They're so talented and they and they're very very good defensively. I know that it's easy to kind of hate on John Calipari. But I got to give Calipari a lot of credit for getting these AAU kids to buy into playing defense. He embraces the one-and-dones, and, and he makes them play hard because you know what he does? He goes and gets, he doesn't just get, okay, yeah, we got two one-and-dones, we got three one-and-dones. No, he gets like eight or nine one-and-dones and says, if you don't play hard and you don't buy into what I'm doing, I've got another guy just like you, and I can plug him in, and he can get the playing time, and you can sit. So then he's got the bench to use as motivation. There's There's no way this team shouldn't win at all, easily. But here is my concern. Here's what I'm just a little bit worried about. The SEC is really bad. Southeastern Conference hoops this year is not what it has been in the past, and I worried it's going to hurt Kentucky. Here are the best teams. Arkansas is your second best team in the league. Texas A&M is third. Ole Miss is fourth. And here's what I'm worried about. This is starting to feel a little bit to me, like, uh, like those Gonzaga teams that only have one team in their conference. And so they look great. They go through the season. They're undefeated and they're a one seed. But in that second round game, you get by your, your 16. That's not an issue. But in your second round game, when you're playing that eight, nine winner, you're already playing the, the best team you've seen on your schedule in about two months. And it's going to get tougher from there. It, it, it's tougher than anyone you've seen in your league. Take a look at some of the teams you could be seeing at an eight or a nine. You could see someone like West Virginia or, or Michigan State or like a San Diego State. Very talented team. And, and see the media is going to start pumping this. Oh, well, it'd be good for Kentucky to get a loss to get that loss out of the way. And then they wouldn't have that on their, uh, you know, over their heads the whole time of carrying that undefeated season. That's not the issue. As, as important as that is, that's not the issue. What matters is have you been in battles against good competition? That's what matters. I don't care if you have the loss or you don't have the loss. That's, that's irrelevant. Have you been battle tested and are you tough enough where you get in with good competition, not average competition? Uh, They've been tested in tight games against LSU, against Florida, who probably isn't even going to, they're not probably, they're not making the dance this year against Georgia, who is going to, you know, maybe get one of those, one of those lower Uh, at-large bids but they haven't faced good competition night in night out in the sec and i worry that may come back and bite them a little bit i wouldn't be it's not it's not as done of a deal as it should be for as talented as they are and as much talent as they have compared to everyone else don't don't sleep on it just yet it's not done just yet it'll get interesting. Uh, March Madness is always fun. As usual, the Daily Dose will get you ready for March Madness. We'll give you some picks. We'll get your, your bracket set up so that you can go through and you can... Hey, the biggest thing in March Madness, we all know, winning that bracket, that is the most important thing. The Academy Awards. Sunday night in Hollywood, we are going to have the Academy Awards going. And we want to talk, you know, because here at the Daily Dose, of course, we're not just sports. Yes, we are predominantly sports. We're going to talk sports. We can talk anything, though. We can get into entertainment. We can talk a few things. Um, I want to talk just a, a few things about sports because this year we have some nominations for Best Picture. Um, let me give you the list of it and see, see which of these movies you saw. Did you see any of these? I think I've seen maybe one of these. Uh, American Sniper, obviously. Uh, you know, the Navy SEAL sniper story, uh, Birdman. I've heard Birdman is very, very good. That is a movie that I would actually see. American Sniper is one of those ones you want to, you want to see uh, sort of, you kind of want to see it, but it's going to be one of those ones that you know it's going to be rough. It's gonna be real. there are certain things there are certain movies that are that way and and that that's one of those Birdman I've heard is really good Michael Keaton uh, you know the washed up actor who played a superhero and, and can't kind of you know get away from that persona that that at least looks interesting uh, Boyhood uh, filmed over twelve years about a you know about a boy growing up and and all those actors in it for the you know the full twelve years uh, Grand Budapest Hotel you know the the hotel back in World War One and two. Uh, you know and the goings on there. Uh Imitation Game, uh World War Two about a mathematician, you know, cracking these different codes and that whatever. Um Selma, of course, about the Martin Luther King campaign for equal rights. Um Selma, um, you know, I, I guess I would see Selma, uh Theory of Everything about Stephen Hawking and his wife. Might might skip that one. Uh, Whiplash is one that that I would actually consider seeing, uh, you know, about a drummer at a, at a music conservatory uh, trying to kind of reach his full potential and his mentor in that relationship there. Uh, so so, you know, yeah, I guess that's our that's our, you know, Academy Awards for best picture, you know, but but looking at this from a sports perspective. Because there haven't been that many sports movies that get nominated. Now, I personally, I am of the opinion that most of the nominations they they you know give out and most of the awards that they they have them wrong. That's just me personally. I don't think it's that hard uh, to to make the the drama movies. I think it's harder to make a funny movie than it is to make a drama. Um, I, I think it's hard harder to make a good sports movie than it would be to to make some of these dramas. Uh, but that's just me. It's harder to make people laugh than it is to make them cry. That's just me. That's just my personal thing. But there's not very many sports movies that even get nominated. Uh, let's look at some of the some of the you know sports movies that actually got nominated. You know, back in 1931, The Champ got nominated about this you know, this boxer you know making a comeback in his life, but it lost to Grand Hotel. Um, 1942, The Pride of the Yankees uh, was nominated. Oddly, that was not about Alex Rodriguez. It was about Lou Gehrig. Um, but it lost. To uh, Miss Minerva, Miniver, Miniver—I don't know what that is. Uh, 1961, The Hustler—is uh, that—is that a sport? Paul Newman playing pool—that's not a sport. That's a game. That's a—that's a nomination about a game. That—that that doesn't count. Uh, Lost to West Side Story. I've never seen West Side Story. I refuse to watch musicals. Uh, Breaking Away in 1979. Uh, this is about a guy who dreams of competing at some point in the Tour de France. Um, Lost to Kramer versus Kramer. Uh, A horribly depressing movie. Raging Bull. 1980. Raging Bull. uh, That actually... You know, I watched Raging Bull not that long ago. And it holds up pretty well. That's still a pretty good movie. Lost to Ordinary People in 1980. Field of Dreams in 1989. Field of Dreams, a classic. If you, if you love baseball, uh, and Hollywood usually does, you know, tend to mangle things, but if you love baseball, Field of Dreams is a great one. Uh, if you have a, a close relationship with a grandparent or someone like that, Field of Dreams is great. It lost to Driving Miss Daisy. Uh, Jerry Maguire, is that, is that a sport? I guess that's a sports movie, 1996. Uh, Jerry Maguire, Tom Cruise, uh, you know, stretched his acting limits by playing a straight man who is interested in sports. Uh, that lost to the English patient. And then, uh, Seabiscuit in 2013 with Sarah Jessica Parker in the lead role, uh, as Seabiscuit lost to Lord of the Rings. So you've had some nominations. Now you've actually had, you have actually had three movies win. Three movies that actually won the best picture uh rocky in 1976 and rocky was great when rocky came out i realized sylvester stallone of you if you really watch him and if you're a fighter at all or not you don't even have to be a fighter if you're an athlete at all you can see that sly's not necessarily athletic uh some of the ways that he takes punches and, and writhes around uh is kind of painful to watch the the thing i hate about rocky because you know rocky you can't win Rocky. you know a great movie i get it The bad part about Rocky was that it spawned like 30 horrible Rocky movies. Uh, You had Rocky 2 and and Rocky 3 and Rocky 8, and it just keeps going and going and going. But it did win in 76. It actually was one of the ones to win. Chariots of Fire uh, in 1981. Uh, You know, the thing about Chariots of Fire that it's more remembered for is obviously that song, the Chariots of Fire song. You know the song. You know the song. Don't act like you don't know. You know how it goes. Uh, probably known more for the movie Vacation, when uh, Clark Griswold and his family get to Wally World and they're running across the parking lot to this song. That's that's the song. That's it. And then 2004 Million Dollar Baby. Uh, you know this this mess of a girl uh, takes up boxing and it fixes her life temporarily and then actually makes a bigger mess of it. Those three actually won, but typically. We don't get sports movies that, that do anything you know, at the Academy Awards. The problem is that Hollywood tends to screw up sports because they, they can't just take sports and tell a great story. They have to reach in and mangle it and mess it up and, and make it to a point where you're like, that, that's not even the story. What, what did you do? Uh, they have to you know, create this love interest and they, have to, they tend to just mangle things. You know, I'm thinking next week we might have to talk about some, some sports movies. Because the sports movies that you think of, and even some of these, those aren't the best sports movies that are out there. I might have to, I might have to put in some work on this and get you some, some real sports movies to watch. Uh, because the Hollywood just, they, they tend to make a mess of sports. And the problem is that most of these people that are directing these movies, most of these people that, that they aren't Athletes, and so they don't get it. They don't know what it's like. Uh, they don't. They don't understand what what coaches do and what players do, and and how it all works. And, and so they try to do this cute little Hollywood thing, and they have the players dancing before they come out for the big game. It's, it's dumb. Anyways, whatever. Uh, let, you know what? Let's jump. Let's jump forward. Let's get to our daily dose top five this week. Our daily dose top five this week. Is actually going to be the daily. Do- you know, we we're talking about the NFL Combine, and we are talking about uh, you know some of the events that they do. And you've got the forty-yard dash, and you've got you know a couple of the you know whether or not you have the good hands, and, and you have rapid-fire you know catching and that kind of stuff. Uh, a, a number of different drills. You've got how high you can jump, how far you can jump, how fast you can swim. I don't know. There's a it's like a tug of war. I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff that they they have you do. How many times can you lift a certain weight? Um, you know, the number of different combine events, but you might not, you might not be aware that there are some new NFL combine events this year that are just added in. And and I I just want to make you aware of these new combine events because, um, when you see them, like I said, it starts Friday, goes Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, when you see these new combine events, I don't want you to be thrown off by them. So this week's daily dose top five. The new NFL combine events. Um, and again, these might be a surprise to you. Uh, number five, uh, new event for wide receivers, wide receivers coming into the league. And, and this is one that hasn't been done before. Try to catch a football from Johnny Manziel, which is a challenge. It's more of a challenge than you think. If you saw Cleveland down the stretch, you know, that ball might go anywhere. It, it's, it's tough to tell. And here's the thing you don't know. What has Johnny done before he participates? Has he had a few drinks? Has he had something else? We don't know. We don't know. Has he just finished doing a uh, a keg stand and he puts on an army helmet and gets hit with a bat before he does his shots? I don't know. But it makes it, if you can catch these footballs, you can catch anything. Uh, so, you know, one of those events that you might not have known about. Uh, number four, this one is actually for quarterbacks. Um, you know, coming into the league, we've got, uh, you know, Jameis Winston. We've got Marcus Mariota coming into the league. And, and, and there's talk whether or not Winston is going to throw. There's talk, uh, you know, whether Marcus Mariota can, can make the, you know, the effective reads because of the offense that he played in Oregon. Uh, new combine event this year. You may not have known about. Can you throw a flat football? It's not as easy as it sounds. I know Tom Brady makes it look easy. You've got to realize he's been doing this for years. It's not that easy. Uh, sometimes you have that ball. It doesn't have the air. It doesn't have the pressure. It's like throw, trying to throw like a tissue into a hurricane. It doesn't go just, you know, it's not as easy as it looks. So they'll have them ball completely flat. Can you throw it? What kind of velocity can you get on that thing? Number three on our new NFL combine events, uh the Ray Rice elevator drill. Uh, slow down. Slow down. It's not what you think. It's not what you think it is. The Ray Rice elevator drill is not what you think. This, this drill is more uh, about vision. Uh, you know, Janae Rice said that she didn't see Ray Rice as, as being abusive. She didn't see that left hook either. Um, so what, the, so what the Ray Rice elevator drill is, is you have a, a group of people around you females around you and it's how many of them can you impair their vision with a punch to the face is that what you thought it was maybe maybe it is what you thought it was i don't know but the ray rice elevator drill is number three on our list of new combine events number two number two on our nfl combine events that are just coming out this year is the pete carroll wonderlick test you know they do the wonderlick test at the combine and the Wonderlick test, if you don't know, is this series, and it's, it's a long test. It's this, te- you know, it's like the mentality test, uh, and they ask you all these bizarre questions. They, are you more of a cat person or are you more of a dog person? Uh, uh, how would you react in this, you know, this situation? All these different things. Uh, but the Pete Carroll test is a little bit different because what it is, is the coach sends in a really, really stupid play. So you, you sitting there, say, let's just pick a random, like a random event. You're in the Super Bowl at the one yard line going in and you have the best running back in the game behind you. Do you, A, hand off to the best running back in the NFL, B, throw a fade pass to the corner that has a low probability for an interception, or C, throw it directly into the middle of field and take your chances because you're smarter than everyone else. You see, it's not as easy as what it sounds like when when you first roll it out there i mean when you first hear that question you'll like, go oh, obviously I, i'm picking a nah not not so fast and so it's it's a little bit of, of a different way to evaluate the mentality of some of these players coming into the league today a little bit different i know it's a it's a little bit of a of an odd look and, and a little bit of a change from our typical wonderlick test but Number two on our list, of Pete Carroll Wunderlich. Number one on our list of new NFL combine events. This is a test for defensive linemen. We want to see how strong you are. We want to see the kind of leverage you have. We want to see your ability, you know, to, to do certain things. The number one new combine event, the Nadamakan Sue leg stomp. That tells us exactly what we need to know. Are UK, it's almost like, remember the whack-a-mole when you were a kid and you had those, all the different things popping up and you had to hit. It's kind of like that. You have legs, you've got to jump, you've got to move. Not only do you have to stomp on the leg, but you have to make it look like it was an accident or like maybe your foot was numb and you didn't even feel it. There is our top five list. Again, you never know where, where the daily dose top five is going to go. It could entertain. It could, uh, you know, inform. You, you just you don't know. You don't know. Uh, keep an eye on the NFL Combine this week. Hey, I hope you enjoyed our look back at some Daily Dose episodes from the past. You know, we had a number of things to take care of this week, but I hope that you enjoyed a look back at some Daily Doses from a previous time, not to mention some of the sporting events that were going on at that time as well. Hey, on Monday, we will be back to our usual format of the dose. We will be keeping you up with the latest and greatest in the sports world. Plus, you know, I feel like on Monday... I just might have a few things that I'm going to be wishing for this Christmas. I sure hope Santa tunes in as well on Monday. Hey, I have to say thank you all so much for listening to The Daily Dose on your Friday. For all of you that share the show, thank you so much. It is appreciated. If you are not subscribed to The Daily Dose wherever you listen, just make sure you click that little subscribe or follow button so you don't miss a single episode. I have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all on Monday. Have a great weekend.